0: ¡Gracias! Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope that you're having a wonderful day. My day's been, uh, well, a little trying, a lot weird. Yesterday, my landlord texted me and said that we were going to have the water shut off for the whole day. Wasn't thrilled about that. I mean seven times now the water has been shut off and we've lived here less than a year not cool man (laughs) Um, this time though it was the city decided to shut off the water to the residents of the east side (laughs) and I'm in the east side so they were going to do some kind of maintenance on a line or something. And, well, I thought, well, at least this time, it's not the bad water juju. It's not the bad karma. <laughs> it has to do with this par- building in particular. At least this time, it only has to do with, you know, the city water and maybe the regular maintenance of lines or something. <sighs> not going to mention the bodies that have floated down the river twice in the past month, no, 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 not gonna talk about that. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, the water was off and they were shutting it off from seven in the morning until four in the afternoon. So, I stayed up all night, <laughs> went to bed about seven in the morning, thinking I'd sleep my way through the whole day but i did i did manage to get several um containers filled with water before they shut it off just so i could you know wash my hands or you know in case there's any you know disaster where we need to clean up something or make coffee all that for just drinking straight water i i buy it at the store i don't i don't trust it except to make coffee even though it's it's technically the best water you know in all of south america is here Supposedly, so I mean that's what they told me in Detroit, and we know how Michigan water turned out. So, you know, I take most of it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Probably should take it with a lot more salt to kill germs. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's it's actually pretty good water. But in this building, there are issues with water in the pipes, and I don't I don't know what why I don't know why, and it it's super frustrating. So. All day long, no water. I woke up about 2 in the afternoon. You know, ah, well, it's okay. I can live without water for two hours. I'm good. At 3.45, the water turns back on. And obviously, there's tons of air in the lines, and it's ridiculous. You know how that goes. You turn on all the faucets, get the air out of the lines, and the water's spittering and spattering everywhere. And it's just... It's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. So everything was great. We're like, oh, thank God. We got water. We're good to go. Everything's going to be great again. Within two hours, I kid you not, a water main breaks in front of our freaking building after all the water crews go home. And they weren't fixing the pipe in front of our building oh no no they were fixing it somewhere else in the city you know but it was this side of the town so in front of our house talk about the bad water karma again the bad juju with the water or water spirits maybe boom right in front of our house big fat flood huge flood from a sewer pipe burst once again we don't have water it's like excruciatingly uh frustrating, you know. And I I told my landlord okay, so the water main broke and he says, "Well, they said it was going to be fixed by 4 in the afternoon." I'm like, "It was." But after it was fixed, it broke again in front of the freaking building. What happened here? Why it is what's the bad water karma here? With this building in particular, why? And he says, um, I don't know anything about that. It has to do with the city, not us. I'm like, it's happening in front of the building. There's a water main up and down the street for miles. Why exactly in front of the building? We had a flood here. And he goes, wow, that sucks. That's what the landlord says. Wow, that sucks. I'm like, well, this guy's not going to help me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he doesn't know he has no clue spiritually he doesn't pay attention to anything in in this realm you know so he doesn't see the greater picture of anything you know A nice guy though, real sweet person but I'm like well I'm not gonna get anywhere with this guy so whatever I'm like yeah okay so another couple hours the water main is fixed everything is good again thank God they were working after hours and everything is good alright fine Two to three hours go by and we hear another pipe burst inside the building. Inside the building. Upstairs. Thank God not on our half of the building, the other half of the building. Now we're getting uh, cracks in the frickin' ceilings. Cracks are wet and opening up. And the people are like, I don't know. What do we do? (laughs) Let's just stand around with our thumbs up our you-know-whats and do nothing for like 20 freaking minutes. It's like, turn off the freaking water. That's the clue. And then they turned off the water. And then 10 minutes later, they turned it back on again. And it's like trickling down the freaking staircase. You know, we have, we're in a five story building. It's trickling down. It's flooding downstairs inside the building. There's a flood. And then after 10 minutes of don't know what to do again, then they turned off the water again. And then 20 minutes later, they went ahead and turned on the water again. And it's flooding downstairs. You know, the same damn thing. Like what the hell is wrong with people? And what the hell is wrong with the water juju here? It's like really bad, like bad water karma. And we're just like, you know, this is like not only just going down the stairs, it's like trickling into the freaking electrical systems. It's getting in the cracks. We're scared of an electrical fire. We're scared the building's just gonna frickin' crumble and collapse. You know, it's like if we were having a, an earthquake right now at this time, I mean, that would not be good, dude. I, like, I'm scared. I don't know. I know I have to get out of the building, my higher guidance says, In four to six months, um, an opportunity will present itself in which we're going to be able to buy a house here. (sighs) I don't know what that means because I don't have money to buy a house, but hopefully things will get better. But it's like crazy, right? I mean, uh, it's just so frustrating. And I've had a lot of water issues around me, like near me. (laughs) like the water wars in Peru we got through that okay but that was really hard when the water got turned back on after like 7 to 10 days without water um, there was bacteria in the water we didn't know and even though we boiled water we had cooked with it and stuff Um, everyone in my family got um, H. pylori and we were really sick and now 14 days we have to go on medication to get rid of it Um, It was ridiculous and now we all have H. pylori even still even though we got rid of it now We're like more prone to it. My kids were always prone to it. Now. I'm more prone to it It's like water issues suck man. It's like a basic human right You know like to have potable water and so many people in the world don't have it and I'm just I Don't know I've been talking to people in other countries. There's a man in Ghana. I gave him some ideas. I'm like, look, it's not very expensive. It's very, very cheap to pull water out of the air. You don't have to pay your bills anymore. You know, for most of your water, you could get it directly from the air and it's already filtered. And I told him the way to do it with the filter and everything. But it's just, um, I don't know, man. I worry about people don't have water every day. But the fact that this keeps happening in this building, which is new, ish—I don't know—and they're trying to sell, and they're—they're they're like trying to sell one of the apartments for eighty-five thousand dollars in this building. <laughs> I know I would never buy in this building, not even for sixty thousand dollars. I wouldn't buy an apartment in this building. I love my apartment; it's beautiful, but not with all the water issues. No way. So scary. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I've I've got to contact the water spirits. See what happens. I mean, something happened that made the fairies mad. Don't ever do anything to piss off the fairies, <laughs> especially the water fairies. I mean, that's like the worst thing you can do. Clearly. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so. I asked my higher guidance before we got on here and our Ascension symptoms scale today is 91 it's not bad it's going down a little bit so we're probably gonna start to feel a little bit better but over the past few days it's been reported and it's not only something I'm feeling and my kid is feeling but a lot of people around the globe are reporting the same symptoms um, brand new symptoms for the week the same old, same old, you know, as far as the um, ringing in the ears and um, throat chakra issues we've been having for the past month or two. Um, the immune system thing started four or five days ago where our immune systems systems are being completely revamped. So expect, you know, there might be a couple of snags as far as being sick or not feeling good. Being under the weather, mentally foggy, um, a little bit sleepy, tired, not together, not totally, you know, with it. <laughs> um, sore throat has been a massive one, even if you're not sick, just sore throat, swollen throat. Paul Butler reported on his channel today that he couldn't even swallow water when he was trying to drink water. And uh, me too, yesterday, same thing. I couldn't even swallow water. I was just like, what the hell? Like, my throat was swollen. My tongue feels swollen. My mouth is swollen inside. Um, But I'm glad to know that other people are reporting the same thing because now I feel like, all right, well, I thought maybe it's because I was sick, but now other people are going through it. So if you're going through it, um, chances are it's an ascension symptom and not just you. I've been having swollen eyes. I keep waking up with swollen eyes. Um, Sinus issues. Oh, what else? Um, I think that's, that's about it. The water weight issues I'm still having, but it's not as bad as it was. It's still pretty, pretty prominent, though. Um, I'm still holding the light, and you know. And the other day, with the copper code's coming down. Well, other people have now been reporting in the past 24 hours that there's silver codes and gold codes coming from the sun sounds strange but if you could see into the other realms like close your eyes and use your third eye you could see it like strands coming down and it's like we're being down like we're downloading like these um, messages codes that come in light from the sun and it's uh, being decoded by our DNA and it's activating um, our strands of DNA it's acting codons um activating codons in our DNA it sounds completely insane i know but i've been dealing this with this for a while and i know that all of my all of my dna has been connected for a while um you know how we used to be a two dna strand creatures <laughs> now we are 12 strand creatures so <laughs> um creatures with features (laughs) Um, it's why a lot of our telepathy is coming online and psychic ability and yeah I don't know I feel I feel like um, we're we're gonna get more and more I just feel like it I, I keep I'm now able to connect with people in my ancestry line people that lived hundreds of years ago have started to contact me anytime I think of anyone who's deceased if I have any kind of emotion towards that person usually that person's spirit is with me in a heartbeat Um, if I think about somebody they're like with me within minutes and that's kind of strange you know it happened sometimes before but not every time now it's like every time if that person's spirit's available, they're, they're like boom, they're right with me in the room, and I can have a conversation. So if I wonder about somebody, boom, they're in the room. You know, if they're if they're deceased. <laughs> so basically, communication with the dead has been uh, increased, is what it is. So anyway, um, the the Schumann resonance today was very very mild, very light, only 20 hertz. Frequency occurred at 4 a.m. UTC time and then it just dissipated slowly and dissolved back into the normal baseline of 7.83 hertz. So, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like it's a calm day, calmer day, more relaxed, except for those of us with water issues. But um, for the most part, it's uh, it's okay. It's been an okay day. It's been good. We had a lot of rain today. But it wasn't um it wasn't heavy rain, but it was nice. The skies were like a beautiful dark blue gray. Even in rain, it's beautiful here. A lot of fog. We had a lot of fog today. It was very mystical looking outside. It was cool. But um anyway, uh when I come back, I'm going to change gears again and I'm going to go into detail all of my UFO sightings that occurred in Santa Barbara so I moved to Santa Barbara in let's see 87 1987 right after the harmonic convergence and Think is about 90. Oh gosh, I don't know. I've got to come up, I've got to figure out the timeline. Excuse me. I wrote 92 to 94, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's when I was in Northridge, so that's not true. So I moved there in 87. I went to school in 88, and the UFO flap, I think, started in 89, 89 to like 91 or 89 to 90 is when I saw these UFOs. So pretty crazy. And maybe is it even in 88, 88 to 1990, I think. So it wasn't just me. I mean, there were so many people seeing them. And when we tried to report them, nobody cared. But I'm going to take a quick break and I have some coconut water here. This is a crazy, a quick little crazy story. I I ordered food from this restaurant, and I decided to order coconut water. It was on their menu. And I live in the land of coconuts, so I thought, good, local coconuts, right? I get this can, and it's filled with, I mean, it's delicious, by the way. If you ever get your hands on, the brand is my way agua de coco or my way coconut water and the can is green and white it's refreshing looking beautiful art well this is uh, coconuts from Thailand why are we we're in coconut land (laughs) why are we importing coconuts from Thailand is that not the craziest thing anyway it's got pulp of the coconut in it and it's fresh. It's like I just cracked it open with a machete myself and I'm drinking it with a straw. Is what it, It's like I've done that in Mexico and Guatemala, oh God, dozens of times and it's just like that. It's phenomenal. I don't know if you ever have the opportunity to get coconut water fresh. I highly recommend it although the more mature coconuts are sweeter, sweeter coconut oil but this is our coconut uh, water, but this is so strange it's just it's just water a little the coconut water a little bit of sugar and vitamin E with the pulp of the coconut in the water of the coconut's first ingredient so but I'm like why are we why are we importing it from Thailand? How weird right <laughs> It's excellent though coconut water locally isn't doesn't taste this good, so it's not just the sugar it's just the flavor of the coconuts like Traditional coconut, like what you put on a German chocolate cake. Here, the coconuts taste a little different. I think it's a different species or something. But anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because how weird, right? Another water issue. I'm just kidding. Totally different kind of water, but very, very weird. Anyway, when I come right back, we're going to talk about all my UFO (laughs) experiences in Santa Barbara after this. attended Santa Barbara City College from 1988 to 1991 and in 1989 I started seeing UFOs I saw them for about two years on and off 1989 to 1990 and I don't know guys I mean these stories I'm going to tell you are pretty trippy. Now, if you go online right now and look up the UFO that was filmed over Austin, Texas this week, it's a triangular craft and there's three main white lights on each of the points of the UFO. Pretty much what I saw repeatedly, like almost daily I mean, I got so used to seeing it that I was just like, I'd be talking to somebody and I'd be like staring up at the sky and they're like, what are you looking at? It's like, oh, I'm looking for the UFOs. I see them every single night. And usually the person I'd be with would be like a skeptic. Oh, I don't believe in UFOs. Well, just crane your neck a couple seconds. Look up. It's right freaking there. You know, it's like it was was starting to really piss me off. Some of these people, you know, (laughs) like it happened like four or five times oh you're crazy UFOs don't exist they're not real and they go into this mode of now they're like in environmental hypnosis and they're scared and they won't look up and it's like just look up be informed you could call me crazy after you don't see it you know it wasn't like a satellite going I know what satellites look like I mean these were huge huge like football stadium huge right you know, but they were way up in the air, but they looked like they were they were enormous. And I'm not the only one that saw them. <laughs> so I'm gonna go over <clears throat> some of these some of these sightings that I had. I can't tell you every single one of them because it was literally every day. Every single day. It's like as soon as the sun went down, here come the UFOs. Or maybe during the day they were there too, but I didn't look in the daytime. I just, you know, always thought, okay, it's dark now. I'm scared because here comes UFOs. So um, let's see here. After this started happening, I do want to mention this before I get into the actual stories. After this started happening, and I saw absolute, beyond a shadow of a doubt, real UFOs. I would call the Air Force and I called the airport, and I called the police, and they all basically poo-pooed me, like, it's not true, it's not real. We don't really believe in UFOs, so there's no way you could have seen something. And it's like, really? Because, you know, there's a reason they started Project Blue Book in the Air Force back in the 70s or 60s, maybe? Like, why would they have that if they didn't believe it was possible? It turns out, I think, that they were just uh, a dis- a disinformation, you know, um, dissemination of disinformation campaign. I just feel like it, it was just meant to be like, yeah, it's not real, none of it's real, it's all crap. I mean, the minute that Trump got into office, the CIA just released all the freaking documents. You could go online and look them up and see that... Hundreds of thousands of files are on UFOs and aliens and and extraterrestrial biological entities, EBEs. (laughs) I mean, there's so much footage now. There's so much footage. Like every single day there's footage. Other countries have well admitted it to the people and to the world that, yeah, of course we have UFOs, it's true a lot of people have seen beings. There's a lot of footage of beings now. So we're not really able to be ostriches anymore about this. Can't just stick our heads in the sand and hope it all goes away. (laughs) You know, I mean, cows are being mutilated. Crop circles are being formed. People are going missing. I mean, hundreds of, Thousands of people have gone missing, straight up missing, and only out of national parks in the United States. That's specifically what I'm talking about. Missing 411 is a book. I think it might be a documentary now too. Just look that up on YouTube or just on you know do a Google search or a Bing search. You're gonna you'll see what I mean. You'll never want to go to a national park again, and you're not really going to want to hang out outside much. But (laughs) they're not all malevolent. But they're also not all benevolent. (laughs) It's a really freaky thing. I mean, we don't know what they are. I'm not going to go into that right now. But I'm just going to tell you of the actual UFO crafts that I've I've seen. So when I first noticed them, they were kind of high up in the sky and they were triangular shaped and I could see way down the coast and I used to go to the beach all the time in the day and the night. Didn't matter. I love the beach. I mean, I'm a redhead with very pale skin. I prefer the beach at night, um, basically because I'm not going to get burned. (laughs) Plus I'm not going to blind anybody with my super pale skin. (laughs) But I mean, this is really, really crazy. So I, I saw them hopping in and out of existence like, ooh, there's a UFO. And then blip, it's gone. Keep watching. Maybe it'll come back. And then all of a sudden, blip, it's back in focus closer now. And then blip, and it's gone again. And then bloop, and it's right next to me. And it's like they hop. In and out of existence. Now, I had seen this many times, and I told my boyfriend, I said, "You know what? I I want you to go watch for UFOs at me. I'm going to show you how they travel. There's like a straight line up and down the coast over, you know, San Barbara, and I just like it's like over there, and then it's going to go over there, and then it's going to go there, and then it's going to go there. I can predict it because I saw it." Every frickin' night that I went to the beach, I saw it. If I had gone 300 nights, I think I would have seen it 300 times. I mean, it was like that predictable. And when I tried to tell um, anyone about this, they would say, well... The U.S. has this, you know, black triangular shaped craft now, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, sure. Does it blip in and out of existence and go super, super slow? You know, like it's a kite hanging in the air without any sound like a helicopter would make. Oh, no, it travels 200 and some odd miles an hour, or 300 miles an hour, and it's, super fast and only travels in the upper atmosphere or whatever or like way, way above the earth. Oh, okay. So in other words, you're trying to tell me that what I'm seeing is that except it's nothing like that at all. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. And then they would just go like they're bored with the situation with the conversation. And then they would like want to leave immediately. Um, I mean, when I tried to talk to teachers about it when I tried to talk to anybody in some kind of authority, it was almost like their their minds couldn't handle the reality of what I was trying to tell them. So, basically, I noticed that they're hopping in and out of existence. Well, my, uh, let's say, I guess the first time, I'm trying to think, um, the timeline is kind of fuzzy. It's been years, but the stories themselves are not fuzzy to me because it feels like it happened like a month ago. <laughs> this is like so intensely like what? This is really real. So um I was seeing these all the time, all the time, all the time. I started seeing a, a massage therapist and I asked her if she'd ever seen a UFO around Santa Barbara. She's like, oh my god, I see them almost every day. If I walk outside in the morning, there's a UFO. If I walk outside in the afternoon, there's a UFO. She's like, I, I'm starting to try to communicate with them telepathically because I'm seeing them all the time and I want to know what they are and why they're there. And she's like, I kind of feel like they're Pleiadian like light ships or something. Like they're like very, very pale, and they're like triangular-shaped. Sometimes what I'm seeing is like um round like a saucer shaped sometimes like a circle like, or like a sphere she's like I've seen three or four different kinds and but it's every day and I could be with a crowd of people and maybe two or three people see it and ten people don't she said the majority of the people cannot see them and I think because I meditate and I raise my vibration I could see what other people can't see like yeah I believed that I believed her she was very spiritual and she was, she came up with her own herbal concoction to massage people with, and she'd massage people very light. But then the herbs would see, sink in and the muscles would relax over the next 24 hours. She was fabulous, really sweet person, really, really sweet. But um, she was my friend's um, best friend from high school's mom, and so she was like, I think she charged me $4 for the massage. It was, like, ridiculously low. Everyone else, she charged, like, 30 bucks an hour. (laughs) But it was just because I was a poor, starving student and friends of her daughter's friends, you know. Well, that gave me encouragement. At least I knew I wasn't the only one seeing them. And I'm like, what about at night? She's like, oh, yeah, I see those too. And she had seen the triangular craft at night. I'm like, all right, so all right, I don't feel like I'm completely crazy. My friend thought I was crazy. <laughs> but at least I met one person who's like, yeah, no, they're totally there. And she told me that she had two or three friends in the New Age community there that definitely saw them. I'm like, okay, cool. So at least there's that. So I I felt good. I felt encouraged. And I had taken my uh, my boyfriend to the beach to watch for the UFO. I'm like, you've got to see the freaking UFO. And he believed me. He was like, okay, he was scared, you know, and, and actually before that, um, we had been, I had been, um, shopping at the store and, um, it was like a little pharmacy or whatever. And this, um, book had just came out. It was brand new. Um, Whitley Strieber's communion, with the the face on the cover you know what I mean the face and I I just stood and stared at that book going oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god why is that so familiar to me why am I terrified and it can't move and I felt like a deer caught in headlights for like 10 minutes I was absolutely terrified of the figure on the book I was afraid to touch the book I was just like freaking out I'm like what is happening so I knew I'd been abducted, like, many times, but I didn't have a a conscious recollection of it. And I started to get more and more interested in it, and that's when I went and I started reading Bud Hopkins' work. I started reading all this other stuff, and I started realizing, oh, my God, like, (laughs) I'm being abducted. And I know I've seen ships. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff in the skies. You know, even in Minnesota, growing up my whole life, I've been abducted since I was a baby, so I knew... It was happening but it was finally in my conscious awareness so after seeing the UFOs quite a bit I took my boyfriend at, at the time I said let's go and I'm like look I have an idea <laughs> let's go to Caesar Caesar <laughs> to get pizza pizza <laughs> and we'll go to the beach <laughs> go to the beach beach just kidding I so said we'll go to the beach we'll go like to the cliff beach so basically, there's a parking lot there. We parked on the um, cliff, which there's a parking lot. It's a park, and the cliff is overlooking the ocean. It's like really romantic. It's Santa Barbara is a gorgeous place. If you've never been, go by all means go. But very spiritual place. So I'm, I'm sitting there with him, and the pizza is too hot to eat. And we know it's gonna take like 10 minutes to 20 minutes to cool it down. So we decide, we put, we were in a little Toyota, like a 78 Toyota Corolla. We put it up on the dash. And you know, back in the day, you know, you buy one, you get one free. It was just the way that Caesar operated. They didn't deliver. So you saved money on the delivery. You had to go pick it up. So I'm like, since you have to pick it up anyway, might as well you know and it was fresh from the oven made to order and it was too hot to eat so we just started looking around let's look at the ocean it's beautiful look over to the right and there's this person rocking back and forth and crying uncontrollably and we're like well that's odd Huh? wonder what's up with that person and my my boyfriend said, well, maybe they're schizophrenic or something. You know, maybe they're mentally ill. There's a lot of mentally ill, you know, people here because he was working with them. So that's, he had his skewed version of things. Like, yeah, maybe, or maybe they, you know, broke up with their sweetheart. You know, like, so we started, like, speculating just, you know, what you do when you don't know anything about somebody. And maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Hey, maybe it's that. <laughs> Maybe they spilled their milk. Maybe they <laughs> broke their shoelace, you know, maybe they had to fight their mom, you know. Just whatever stupid thing. And and then this person started wailing out like they're absolutely terrified. Oh, you know, just this horrible, gut-wrenching, blood-curdling wail. And we're like, what the hell? We're like, you know what? I don't want to look that anymore. Let's look at the other side. So we all turn our heads to, or we, we all both of us turn our heads to the left and there's like a crowd of 10 people staring up at the sky pointing and they have their hands over their eyes as if they're shielding themselves from the Sun which was insane because it was nighttime we saw three people do that and like what are they doing It was really weird right one woman had a visor on like she just come back from the golf course which was also very weird because it was at night but it was it was warm out it was you know I think spring or summer I don't know but it was warm out Probably is in, in the spring, I think, because I'm still in school. You know, I wasn't in my summer break. But we look up. I'm like, okay, look, here comes a UFO. That's what they're looking at. And they were all looking for the UFO. They knew it was gonna be there. And so we we look up, and all of a sudden, blip. There's the UFO. And I said, there it is. There it is. And my my boyfriend's name was Bob, and like Bob, there it is. There's a UFO. I told you, I told you, I felt so vindicated. I'm like, you see it, right? And he's like, yeah, that's a UFO. And, and then all of a sudden it blipped out and it blipped in again. And I'm like, it's going to blip in again just right now. One, two, boom, there it is. And He's like, oh yeah, holy crap. It's so much closer. I go, now it's going to blip out and it's not going to blip back in until way past us. This took place over the course of maybe five minutes. So now the pizza is a little cooled off, right? And, but not enough. We were like, oh, it's still warm. It's still warm. So I don't know. I think I think um, we're just going to wait a little longer, right? So then we noticed, this is really freaking weird. Right directly in front of us, there was a barbecue pit like a grill and when we first pulled up there was nothing in it maybe some old charcoal nothing more well now we notice that there's a little red light in the barbecue pit and it looked like um, a laser light like someone would shine a laser light but there was no laser leading to it it was just Almost like someone was inside the barbecue pit, which is insane. It's like a foot and a half by a foot. You know, it's like small. No one's there. We could clearly see that no one's there, but it started glowing like an ember and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And when I say it's right in front of us, it's like, I don't know, 10 feet, not even maybe seven feet from the car <laughs> and he's like I don't know what is that that was weird we started staring at it and it just got brighter and brighter and brighter and he's like I'm like starting to freak out I'm like yeah me too I'm like whoa do you want to move he's like no like that was weird it was like another five minutes this thing was in the, in the barbecue pit and then all of a sudden it just phew, gone that was weird. Well, it's been about 10 minutes. Let's eat our pizza. We go to get our pizza. It's ice frickin' cold. My boyfriend starts to completely freak out. He goes, something happened to us. Something happened to us. I know something happened to us. And I started freaking out too. The pizza was so cold. It felt like um, it had been in a refrigerator. Huh. But only 10 minutes has passed. We look and the people are gone. The wailing person is just... I think, I can't remember if they were there or not. I think if they were, they were calm because they weren't wailing anymore. They were just kind of, you know, shaking. <laughs> I kind of remember that one point the person was shaking and stopped wailing, but I don't remember if it was before or after the light. But I do remember that light. And we looked at the time, and Caesar's closes at that time, closed at that time, at 10 o'clock at night promptly. fact, sometimes 5 to 10 minutes early they would close. It took us 5, 10 minutes, not even 10, no, like five six seven minutes to drive to that park. And the whole thing with the person wailing and the people looking up and the UFO, all of that took place in what seems to be 10 or 20 minutes. So it would have been 10.30, right? you would think. It was 11.36. We had an hour missing time. We get home, my boyfriend starts panicking and freaking out, completely freaking out, shaking, scared to death, doesn't know what the hell happened, but something happened. And he's like, I think they probed me or something. I'm I'm freaking out. I feel violated. Like... Like raped, or you know, like he was just like, I don't know. He was freaking out. I'm like, Yeah, they, they do that to me. They've been doing that to me my whole life, and they've probably been taking you too. <laughs> and now that you're with me, they're definitely gonna take you more if they weren't already. And he's like, And I'm like, all calm about it, but I'm still kind of freaking out inside. Well, that's the first story. Now, <laughs> um, Within a month or something, I had I had a uh, feeling about it again, and I called my friend Mike and I said, "Okay, look, this is the deal. Every freaking night I'm seeing UFOs, and every freaking night he's like some people see it, some people don't, you know." And I, you know, I called him a lot. We were talking about it, and he knew that this was going on. Well, one night I have a feeling that I have to go now. And I'm getting like a telepathic message from them, whoever they are. And they said, go to the beach now. And I'm like, but I don't, this is before I had a car. I'm like, I don't have a car and I can't get to the beach now. I don't want to ride my bike at night and it's not because it's not safe even though I had a little bike light, it really wasn't safe. And, you know, and I'd been riding my bike all day. I'm like, no, I can't go. And they said, go now. And I'm like, like arguing with the telepathic voices in my head. Right. And then my, um, my friend called me within like two minutes of this conversation. And I feel like I'm going crazy, you know, (laughs) like what is happening. And he calls me and he's like, Hey, I think we should go to the beach. And well, that's a great idea. Let's go. I'm like, thank you guys. You got me a ride. Cool. Right. So I'm like, bring a flashlight. I'll explain later. And he's like, okay. And I go, if you have a camera, bring a camera. He's like, okay. So he shows up with a bottles of water for each of us, a camera and a flashlight. And Instead of, he says, well, well, the restaurant is closing and the gate to the Royal Borough Beach is closed and locked when the restaurant closes, so we can't park inside. So we end up parking kind of far away from it, which is weird. I don't know why he did that, but he did anyway. It's like a little turnout and we just parked there. And we get out of the car and I say, don't forget the flashlight. And the camera, we're gonna need it. And he said, okay. And he went into his car to get the flashlight and the camera, and he promptly covered them up with a blanket and locked the doors. <laughs> like, why did you bring it? Right? Well, I didn't think about it, and he didn't think about it. And we get to the gate where the restaurant, um, you know, and the gate's wide open, restaurant's still open. And the restaurant's going to close in an hour. So everything is still good. We looked at the, we checked the time. We checked, we looked in the restaurant. We checked their hours. They're like, well, they're going to be closing in an hour. So we want to make, I want to make sure of the time. So I kept noting it because I don't want to have missing time again. So we get to the beach and halfway through the parking lot, you know, on the way to the beach, he says, oh, so why are we here anyway? I'm like, you're the one that called me. And he goes, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, but you said you want to go here. I'm like, going to the beach was your idea. Even though I did want to go, I didn't say that to you. You're the one that called me and asked me to go to the beach. He's like, oh, right. Okay. <sighs> like twice. And I'm like, this is getting weird. I'm like, okay, so you have the flashlight and the camera, right? And he goes, yeah, it's right. I don't have it at all. Why don't I have it? What happened to it? I go, oh man, you left it in the car. And he goes, well, should I go back and get it? And I go, no, it's too late now because they're almost here. <laughs> he's like, who? They, they, what are you talking about? They. I'm like, yeah, they're, they, you know, they're they're going to be here, don't worry. And he's like, who's they? Are you expecting somebody? How would you be expecting someone if you didn't know you're going to the beach? I'm like, no, no, the, the extraterrestrials. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, we're going to see their spacecraft tonight. You're going to see what I've been telling you. And he's like, what? How do you you know? I'm like, because they're here every night. They told me they're going to be here. They're the ones that wanted me to come tonight. And he's like, but I asked you. I'm like, yeah, I know, but, you know, (laughs) he was just like kind of confused, right? And I'm like, all right, they're kind of controlling him or something. I don't know what's going on, but we get to the beach. We're standing on the sand. We're inches from where the water is crashing at our feet. And I hear an airplane really high up in the sky. And it was really loud over the crashing waves, which are enormous sound. So I go, okay, Mike, I need you to look over there. And he's like, why? I'm like, you're going to see a UFO any minute they're going to come. And then all of a sudden, boop, here it is. I go, look, there it is. You see that and he goes oh that's just an airplane I'm all is it because our airplanes usually flying that slow do they usually have three lights and he goes oh my god no and I go and usually when you see an airplane isn't one of the lights blinking if not two and you see the red tag light the green tag light and the two other white lights he's like yeah I go how many lights does that have he's like three white lights I'm like because it's UFO he goes, no, no, it's an airplane. I go, well, airplanes don't disappear. And he goes, what? And all of a sudden, boop, it disappeared. And he goes, oh, how did you know that was going to happen? Why did they turn off their lights? I'm all, they didn't turn off their lights, Mike. They disappeared. Don't worry. Keep looking. They're going to be closer. Boop. Here it is again. Shows up. He goes, how are you doing this? What are you? I'm like, I'm not doing it. I just know their habits. I know their behavior. I know what's going to happen. I go, keep watching. It's going to disappear again. And it's, when it when it reappears, it's gonna be right above our heads. So you gotta be ready. That's why I wanted a flashlight. I wanted to communicate with them, and you know, I wanted the, the the camera to take a picture. You know, I'm like a serious UFO researcher here. You know? And he goes, "How do you know all this?" I'm like, "Because it happens every night." All of a sudden, boop! It's gone. <laughs> I go 30 seconds, and I start counting down. And right when I got to the end, I go. Three, two, one, boop, right above our freaking heads. It was slightly higher than the cliffs themselves. And we started running underneath it. And there, it's like going like a balloon or like a, just a glider. It was actually, if somebody jumps off a cliff and they're doing hang gliding, that's a million times faster than what we thought. It was so slow. It was like a balloon or a blimp or something. It was interminably slow so we start running under it. and he goes oh my god oh my god it's UFO oh my god it's really ETs oh my god are they gonna pick us up are they gonna take us with them I'm like I don't know I kind of hope they will he's like I kind of hope so too I'm so excited I want to go with them oh my god oh my god this is this is incredible how did you know this is gonna happen he was so excited like a little kid and me too we start running we start running in the waves and it made absolutely no sound. And then while the UFO was there, another plane went overhead and we could hear it. And it was way, way up in the sky, really teeny tiny it, from where we were standing from our vantage point. But this thing was like the size of a football field. And it was above the cliff, probably 100 feet, maybe above the cliff or I don't even know. But And um, we, it was so close that I felt like if I threw a rock, I'm going to hit it. And and then I saw the back lights of it now lit up, and I could see the metal, and it was not shiny, it was a matte color, it was a gray color. And we started running, and I go, oh, it's gonna disappear, and he goes, how did you know? And I'm like, it's gonna disappear, and it just slipped very gently and calmly over the tops of the trees, and then it just disappeared. It didn't blip out, we just couldn't see it anymore, and then I knew it blipped out. And after that, I couldn't see, because I know where it was going, and there's no way we could have seen because the way that the beach curves. So he started freaking out. Oh, my God, I can't believe we saw that. Oh, my God, this is the greatest night of my life. This is incredible. You opened my eyes to something I didn't even know was real. Like, oh, and he just would go on and on and on. Oh, it's something I forgot to mention before. While the restaurant was open and the hours were open and we looked at the watch, we know what time it was. We got halfway through the parking lot, and everybody looked like zombies, and they all walked out of the restaurant in a straight line, like, you know, boy-girl, boy-girl, single-file type of line. And they all went to their their cars, their respective cars, got in their cars, and got in line and drove out in straight lines out of the one-by-one-by-one. All of a sudden, the restaurant closed, the owner left an hour early but it looked like people had still been eating in there right when we first got to the parking lot so they were in they were like in zombie mode they weren't talking they didn't look at us they just were like eyes glazed over like in hypnosis and walked to their cars and left and Mike's like that was really odd I go yeah people are weird huh and he's like yeah <laughs> so he goes I can't wait let's go let's go back to the car now let's go and um let's go downtown and get some um frozen yogurt I want to talk about this so we go to TCBY the country's best yogurt and we order our yogurt and we're sitting at a little table outside because it was a real warm night and he said um he he like started to talk about it and he kind of shut down and he just kind of looked at me and he's like well he says, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean? And he just kind of looked at me and he goes, why are we here? Like, it was your suggestion to come eat frozen yogurt. What do you mean, why are we here? He's like, yeah, but I'm eating this yogurt. And I, I just realized, how did we get here? Like, you drove us. Remember, we parked over there in that parking lot. You know, d- you know, it's a couple locks from here. No, I didn't. Uh, what? I drove? I'm like, You drove, look, your key's right there. He's like, but I don't understand. Where were we before this? I'm like, we were at the beach where we saw the UFO. Can you believe we saw a UFO right above our heads? It was so close. How cool is that? And he said, huh? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. That didn't happen. Well, Mike, it happened. Why are your socks and shoes wet? And he's like, what? And I go, yeah, it's ocean water. We were running in the waves underneath the UFO. And he goes, that's not true. I'm like, Mike, feel your shoes. And he, he bent down, he touched his shoes. He's like, oh my God, I must have spilled my water. I'm all, Mike, we saw a UFO tonight. Your socks and shoes are wet with seawater. They smell like ocean. I go, okay, look, take off your shoes you're going to have sand in them. You're going to pour your shoe out and the sand is going to pour out. It's going to be like wet sand. He's all, no, because I wasn't at the beach tonight. I'm like, yes, you were. He took off his shoes to prove it to me that I was a crazy one and sand poured out of his shoe. And he was like, how the hell did you know that was going to happen? I'm all, because my shoes are full of sand too. We were just at the beach and I had to tell him like 10 times what happened. And he's like, he just looked at me and he goes, that was just an airplane. I'm like, what was just an airplane? He goes, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. We didn't go anywhere tonight. I don't even know how we got here. (laughs) And I didn't hear from him after that for months and months. I didn't even hear from him, not even a little. Like, usually this is someone who called me almost every day. He was like one of my best friends. And I didn't hear from him for like six months. (sighs) So another time after all this uh, Bob was supposed to pick me up in the car now it was a day that he dropped me off and he was gonna pick me up he promised that he was gonna pick me up he had the day off didn't have to go to work that day now usually I rode my bike to and from school but on this particular day he dropped me off so he was definitely gonna pick me up at 3 o'clock and I waited until about 5.30. The, the security guard um, where I was hanging out, like sitting on a bench said, he's going to close so the cars can't come through there. So I had to sit on a bus stop on the outside of the school. About 5 o'clock rolls around and here comes Bob, confused as hell. And, and I'm like, what happened? And he goes, get in the car, please, just get in the car. He's shaking, and his, his face was red like he'd been crying. <coughs> and his eyes were swollen, and, his, and, he, and he had, like, a tear in his eye. <coughs> I'm like, what happened? I go, okay, something happened, something happened. I'm really freaking out here. Something happened. I'm like, okay. He goes, I'm so sorry I'm late. I had no idea. Now, this is a person who has, like, a, a clock in his brain so perfect that he's always within two minutes. You can ask him day or night. What time is it? He always knows what time is it? So he, um, said, well, I was at the beach meditating. You know how I do. And I went in one knowing I had to pick you up at three and I set my internal clock. You know how I am. So I was only going to do it for 90 minutes which is plenty of time to get sun because I don't want to get too burned or something. And I went and I sat down and meditated within 20 minutes. I woke up and there was a wolf standing on the beach directly in front of me. And it walked right up to me and it put its head against my head And I woke up at 5 o'clock. Like, what do you mean you woke up? You have a wolf, a wild wolf standing there with touching your head with his head, and next thing you know, you're just asleep? That makes no damn sense. He goes, I was abducted. And he, like, started crying. He's like, I I don't know what happened. I I have, like, so, I have, like, hours of missing time. I have, like, four hours of missing time. I don't know what the hell happened to me. And like, meanwhile, I'm like sitting there waiting for him from three o'clock to five 30 furious. And he was like terrified when he showed up, he was in a state that he, he was very logical. I called him Spock. It was his nickname for, from me. He's very cold, not cold. He he's came across as cold and logical Swedish, Norwegian guy. You know, he's just very logical, you know, very intelligent person. And he was just like, I, I don't know what happened. I'm terrified terrified I'm so scared why didn't the wolf bite me or hurt me why and when I came to I was laying on the sand and I don't know what happened because I was in a meditative posture when I first got there and I'm so confused I don't know what happened he's like I just he was so, so that was the next story then not that long after that he was at work. He worked until from three to 11 every day, five days a week. And, and on the, over the weekend, five, it was five days, you know, but think you know, he like Monday and Tuesday off or something. But so it was one night in which he was at work and I got the call to go to the beach. I'm like, okay. And I went without hesitation. I don't know why I feel like I was being controlled. Not normally for me to go to the beach. I parked my car at the same place. Mike had parked his car, walked to the beach and nobody was there. It was after the restaurant closed this time. It was about 10 o'clock at night. And I walked around to the cliff about the place where Bob had seen the wolf. Sitting on the sand, and I felt like I needed to be a little bit more um, closer to the cliff, so I leaned my back up against the cliff and rocks started to fall from the top of the cliff just little teeny tiny pebbles and I thought well I'm gonna be okay it's just you know normal erosion but it's not gonna fall or something on me so I just sat there and I put got into meditative posture and then I realized that I feel like I'm waiting there for like a dentist or something I felt like I was in a dentist office waiting for an appointment and I'm waiting there and I'm waiting there and nothing's happening I'm looking for the UFOs they're not there I'm like what do you guys want what what do you want and I'm sitting there and I, and I started to get a little bit scared and I don't know what happened I woke up on the beach at 6 o'clock in the morning and I don't know what happened I didn't see a UFO at all that night <laughs> but I think it's important to mention that I just it's like I just I was there I was scared and next thing I know I woke up on the beach sun's coming up you know from behind you know because you know sun sets in the west so it's coming up from the opposite but I mean when I got up and I started to walk towards the beach the early morning joggers came out and the the restaurant was still closed six o'clock in the morning get home he's panicking he's all kinds of my boyfriend's freaking out where the hell were you why weren't you home I'm like well I told him what happened he's like oh my god don't ever do that again I'm like well I feel like they were controlling me and I didn't have a choice and we were both just like decided not to ever talk about that again. It was like so scary. So let's see. Um, I'm like looking at my, the Mike story, the dentist story, the wolf story. Um, so all this stuff started happening and I decided to join a UFO discussion group that was brand new. It's where I learned about the hollow earth theory and Captain Admiral Bird. This guy was talking about it. and I'm like, This guy's crazy. What is he talking about? And he's like, you look it up, look it up, you know. And this is before Internet. So, I mean, I had to go to the library. So, I'm like, so I'm not going to look it up. Years and years go by. I actually met Admiral Byrd's grandson. And he said he was absolutely 100% a valid person. Like, he wasn't crazy. He told me the story. It's everything you've read about. It's true. Crazy, right? Anyway, so at these meetings, I befriended this man who... He just, he and I became pretty good friends, you know, and he had been divorced. He was raising his daughter on his own and he started giving me a ride home at night. So like I would call him and then he would say, yes, I didn't have to ride my bike. I'd take the bus downtown and he'd give me a ride back. And it was just really cool. I was like, this is so sweet of you, you know, but it was nice because we would have that moment, you know, there's like 20, 30 minutes to talk about what happened in the meeting. And one night in particular well there was, a, there was actually one incident where we had a party a holiday party and um, he came with his girlfriend and they picked me up and we went to the party together and on the way there he hit a cat a cat ran out of the, in front of the car out of nowhere so he said I'm going to come back and deal with the cat later So he drove us to the party, dropped us off, and then he left and came back an hour and a half later, and he looked a little bit crazed, like something happened. But he said, why did it take so long? I don't know why. It's important because owls, cats, and wolves are like a cover story that the ETs use uh, so that when you look back on it, all there was was a cat but you have missing time and it makes no sense. Was I petting a cat for two hours, what? Or, you know, so like a cat went from the car, so he actually buried it, but that still wouldn't have taken like an hour and a half or whatever, you know, he was gone a long, long time. And I think he didn't bury it. I think he came back and said, yeah, I just moved to the side of the road and came back. I'm like, well, oh, it's been like over an hour. And that was like a few blocks from here. So that was very weird anyway. So one night he's driving me home from our our regular Friday meeting meetings and he uh, asked what's going on. You know, how was my week? I'm like, well, I had a really, really disturbing dream and I can't shake it. I can't shake it. And he's like, what's your dream? And I'm like, okay, the dream was I was waiting on a bench at the top of the cliff on, um, you know, Cliffside was, I think, is what, what we called that part that, I, I can't remember now, but this, or Edgecliff, sorry. It was, it was Edgecliff, I think, was the name of that section of Santa Barbara. It was like a hoity-toity. <laughs> I mean, not as hoity-toity as some of the other areas, but it was like maybe the t- in the top three. So I was like waiting out on a bus bench with a little girl, And I described what the little girl looks like. And we were waiting for the UFOs to come and pick us up. And they were going to take us somewhere and, you know, give us some kind of scans. And we were going to go somewhere um, else in the galaxy. And then they were going to come back and bring us to our homes. But we had to wait on the cliff. And that was my dream. And I woke up really scared because the UFO came and took us. And then I woke up from that dream. And I don't know how much later it was, but... It was, it felt so real. And I'm like, this little girl was so adorable. She had big, um, I, think, I think it was big blue eyes and she had braids and she had like little freckles across her nose. And I just knew that the UFOs, that, I mean, that they were coming and the ETs were taking her. And they've been taking her since she was little and they were going to continue. And there's nothing I can do to stop it from happening. There was nothing I can do to help her from um, being abducted and terrified and she was scared and I was holding her hand and at one point I took off my coat and put around her and I was holding her as if she was my own daughter and this guy's like really scared hearing this and I go I feel like it was absolutely real like this really happened and I'm kind of scared about it and he said well how old was she? And he's like, like starting to stammer his words. How old is she? I'm like, well, she was about, I don't know, like 11 or 12 or something, maybe 10, but I don't know. And and he goes, okay, so, so, so and he's suffering. He's like, I never like mentioned this, but okay, you know, I have a daughter. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, oh God. And he goes, yeah, I, the reason I'm going to UFO groups is I think she's being abducted. I think it's regular and I'm really scared and I don't know what to do to stop it. And he like got kind of freaked out and he started to get like shaky. And he's like, okay, I gotta show you something. I gotta show you something. And he showed me a picture of his daughter and it was the little girl I had been dreaming of that I had just dreamt of. And uh, I'm like, that's yeah, her. <laughs> and he goes, oh my God, oh my God. And he's like starting to panic. He's like, I'm really scared. I go, it's okay. You want a hug? He's like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And he, like, gave me, a, a, like, this big heartfelt hug, and he was just like, take care of her, take care of her. If they take you guys together, take care of my girl. I'm like, I'm always going to take care of your girl. I'll always make sure she's okay. And um, he stopped coming to the meetings after that, and I never saw him again. I think he even changed his phone. So... <laughs> Um, then came to ta- the time that uh, my, my uh, boyfriend and I decided to move to a new place. And we had gotten all of our stuff. We had moved our stuff. We had our final load in our car. And it was now night. And we packed up everything. We locked the house. We, leave- we left the keys there because it was in a house. We left him for the landlord and we were in the car and we were starting to leave. And all of a sudden I said, Stop the car. And he was like, err. Like maybe he's like gonna run over something. So he got scared. Err, you know, slammed on the brakes. We're in the middle of the road. And I go, Oh my god. And he goes, What? And I go, Look. And we turned our heads. And he like lifted himself, like put on the brakes and he lifted himself up. So his heads above and looking outside, and my head—I hung my head outside. I'm looking up on the top of the cliff, just above the tree lines, was a, a ship that was like freaking ten times bigger than one I saw on the beach. It was enormous, and it was silent, silent, and it was just going. And it's the same triangular-shaped craft. It was enormous with three lights on it at the edges. And it went very, very, very slow. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, what do we do? And I'm like, nothing. They know we're moving and they're watching us. And he's like, "Well, I thought we could get away from this. I'm like, we're not gonna ever get away from them. And it started coming down the cliff. And as we're going, we, we started to go back. You know, we got in the back of the car and put our heads back in the car, in the windows. And we started going down the, and it followed us for a while and then it and then it disappeared, same exact one <laughs> I'd been seen, but very, very close, so over the next coming weeks, I tried to telepath with them consciously, thinking, "Okay, look, I know they're there, they know I'm here, obviously, they keep abducting me, so I'm gonna have a conversation i and during this time in our new place, I started drawing, and I don't have it anymore, but I drew an eighteen by twenty four inch um painting like out of chalk that of um the et that i saw almost identical to what you see on communion but his skin was um tan maybe a little bit warmer and i called him the leader and i don't know why but he was the leader and he was kind the other ones were gray that's what i remember but i don't remember being there and i don't remember any of the instances i just remember them and in in the the painting that I made, it was of him holding the ship that I saw, and i and I could draw the curves of the ship that was like yellow and red on top. But how do I know what's on top of the ship when I couldn't see it on top of the ship? Very weird. I can't explain this stuff other than these are the instances a hundred percent I know they're true and real for me. It's what I absolutely saw, and there were witnesses. So um, I decided to connect with them via telepathy. So one night, couldn't sleep, a little scared. (laughs) And I connected them with them via telepathy. My boyfriend was already home. He was sleeping next to me in bed, sound asleep, snoring already. And I connected with them. And I, naive, I was so naive. And I said, okay, look. How about if I make a deal with you guys and I tell you where I am at, what we know as a human species about astronomy. I'm taking in an astronomy class right now and I've had conversations with the teacher outside of class and I'm very interested in everything star-related in astronomy, obviously, because y'all keep abducting me, you know. And how if I tell you what I know that humans know And you tell me what you're doing here. (laughs) And I want to know particularly how do you travel in your spacecraft when I see you blip in and you blip out and you keep going down the coast every single night. And I've seen UFOs hover above the oil wells, the oil rigs in the middle of the ocean, like above every single oil rig I've seen a UFO. So I asked them that. And they told me that they're here for their scientists, they're here for experimentation, and they mean us no harm, but they wanted just, they're following certain people, meaning me. It's how I know them so well. Uh, they've been abducting me my whole life. It's like a longitudinal study. <laughs> I'm like, okay, how do you guys travel? And they said, we travel along the ley lines of the earth. There is a magnetic field that goes along the earth and we use the earth's magnetic force field. That way we don't need to use fuel and there is no sound. There, I mean, there's no any. we don't have any kind of fuel while we travel around your planet, we're silent. We're using the ley lines because they're points of energy and power and we're using the magnetic grid of the earth. They literally said the magnetic grid, they said magnetic field, then they said the magnetic grid of the earth. They said there's certain points that have more energy and they um, it's almost like the ship can reach to that point and like a magnet just instantly to the next point, instantly to the next point. And that's why they appear to blip in and blip out because they're able to go so fast. It goes beyond the sight, the ability of the human eye to see them. And the, they also can blip out in a way where they don't... Um, appear to the human eye because they were vibrating so so high that they become invisible to us and they just can't really be seen after that and I don't know if that means they're in a different dimension where they like vibrating and then going up into the fifth dimension and then dropping back down to the third that might have been what they were doing they did not say that but looking back I think it's possible that's what they were doing Anyway, those are all of my Santa Barbara stories in under an hour. (laughs) Haven't talked to Michael in a long time. I did see him a few more times after that. You know, we became good friends again. He never brought up the UFO incident. He doesn't remember it. Didn't even remember getting yogurt with me. After that six months, it was like literally over, and he refused to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure if you asked if if wherever Bob is in the world if you ever asked him he would probably remember everything because he was he accepted the fact that it was happening but there was one incident in the new place actually one place after that we moved again to a third place cuz we were together 7 years so we moved a few you know 3 or 4 times but he um milled the night woke up at three in the morning and started to remember some stuff and he called his parents like it was their fault and it was a scene <laughs> just a scene he was very scared he's like something happened and he tried to blame a doctor maybe it's a doctor and then he's like okay I just have to recognize it was the the ETs they're taking us I'm like yeah they're taking us just accept it man <laughs> they haven't killed us yet we're fine <laughs> Anyway, I accept it more now, but I have other stories, other UFO stories for the future. When I feel so inclined, when my higher guidance tells me, then I'll relay them to you. But those are possibly the more prominent ones, although I have a couple more that were more intense, seeing the actual beings, but that's for another day. <laughs> I love each and every one of you. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas for upcoming shows, or perhaps you're an author or have your own website or your own business in the new age industry, you want to be featured on my show. Give me a call on anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical. Just send me a little message. If you want me to play it on the air, let me know. If you um, want to write me an email, that will be at metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. So now I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys.